My name's Tom and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube, but this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, and let's crack on. Welcome to the stream, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, whoever you are, wherever you are, however you identify yourselves in this beautiful life that we all live. Thank you all for tuning in. My name's Tomo. This is the pre-race chinners, chinwag, whatever you want to call it, for the 2023 Azerbaijan Grand Prix roll intro. Thank you all for coming. I appreciate Everyone who's here and watching, Thomas, Ellis, Pablo, Sedler, Sanjay, Eva, Moon One, Charmander, Chronic, Halita, Christopher, Professor Z, Mark, Sam, Dan, Carlos, Ella, Kaya, Vivian, Ali, Mir, ACS, Nathan, Jake, Hanson, James, Arthur, SDR, Raygun, Fee, Hire, Martin, Zetrox, Glooby, Pranav. That's enough for today. I'm going to try, like, in all of these streams, I try and get a bunch. So if you want to get your name shouted out, you need to be in the chat at the start, right? You need to be in the live chat at the start. So thank you to everyone who's joining live. Thank you to everyone who's watching after the fact as well. This YouTube VOD that is going to live on YouTube as just a YouTube video after this. And thank you to everyone who's listening, audio only, um, in your in your ears. You can do that. You can choose to do that. You don't have to look at me. You can go on Spotify. You can go on Apple Podcasts. You can do you can do all of that stuff, you know. It's available on not numerous platforms, okay? A multi-platform creator is what you're watching today. <laughs> Where's Womo? Womo's, um, Womo's, Womo's out at the minute. Womo might come in later during the stream, maybe we'll see. Thank you, Maximilian, as well. Finally, two stars. Big up. 25 months you've been a member. Mad. Max, thank you so much. £2 a month, gang. If you want to join, there's a join link down in the description if you're watching on YouTube. And you can give me £2 a month and get pretty much nothing in return. Uh, but if you want to support what I do, then I really appreciate it. Um, but it's more than enough to just watch. All you need to do is watch and watch adverts and then I earn money and I can carry on doing this. There we go. If you want to learn more about that, actually, I did a stream last week um, talking about the... The business side of content creation, YouTube, F1 YouTube and all that. So from my experience anyway. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, go give that one uh, a listen. That's also on audio only and on video. But anyway, anyway, finally, finally, we've waited for what's felt like, well, it has been three weeks. It's felt like longer, but we're finally back. It's round four. I know I put round three in the title, but I've changed it. Sorry. It's the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. We're back at the Baku City Street Circuit. I'm excited. I'm excited. There's a lot going on this weekend. We've got a track that typically delivers bangers. We've also got a brand new format that we've never before seen in Formula One. It's the sprint, but it's a different take on the sprint. And we'll go into the details of that first of all i want to get a poll going and um, for you lot what do you think of the baku street circuits so we've got four options on youtube youtube please add more poll options that would be lovely maybe like up to 10 that'd be sick why not why, why couldn't they add it up to 10 um is it a banger is it decent is it eh or is it or is it dead 
Is it awful? What do you th- what do you think, chat? What do we think? What do we think? And also, thank you, Kai. Um, Kai Ivanov, Ivanov, uh, for joining friends of Tom. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, sorry if I look a bit red. I literally got out of the shower like 15 minutes ago. So, um, but I got all the graphics prepped beforehand. So there's, they're all going to be perfect. I, I can't promise you that, but I'm pretty sure they're all going to be perfect this time. <laughs> Main reason I was just keep Minton fed, but also Tomo is cool. That's and that's fair, Jake. You know, it would be wrong of me to not uh, emotionally manipulate all of you to support me by showing you a sausage dog that needs to be fed, you know, because it would be wrong for me to not utilize. <laughs> oh, I'm joking, of course I am. No, Minton, Minton loves the content. He's asleep at the minute, obviously. Duh. Um, what do you think of the new sprint format? We'll get into that, Naf. We'll get into that. Don't you worry. Um, it's all... We're going to go through the norm. We're going to go through predictions like we always do. I put the polls out last night. We had over 2,000 responders. So thank you to anyone in live chat who responded to the poll. Um, make sure you subscribe and make sure you follow me on Twitter. Also, because I post both on, on them platforms. YouTube community, Twitter, boom, boom, boom. Businessman doing business. Exactly, Professor C. Exactly. Exactly. Um, do I think Fernando is dating Taylor? I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him. Fernando Alonso can... He's got it in his locker, I reckon. I reckon he's got it in his locker. But um, anyway, right. Baku. Azerbaijan street circuit. You lot, 55% of you have said banger. 39% of you have said... 40% of you have said decent. Oh, it's going to... So 95% of you think it's either a decent track or a banger. And that's the thing, right? I know street circuits get a bad rap. Um, and, and rightly so in, in some cases. But I think when they're done right, and, and Azerbaijan's got such a unique, because of the just ridiculously long straight, because it's all 90 degree corners, um, you know, there's zero, zero medium speed corners um, at Baku at all. It's all it's all low speed, pretty much. It's all low speed or really high speed, you know, when you're going for that final corner, which kind of isn't a corner, but kind of is. Um, yeah, it, it's it's unique. I still can't believe the first time we came to Baku was 20... Was it 16 or 17? Because it was European Grand Prix, wasn't it, the first time? And that was such a dead race. Yet, every year since has been a world... What's, what's been our favourite um, Azerbaijan Grand Prix moment so far? Because there's been some world... Is it 16? That's it. Thank you, chat. Um, 2016, first time we came here. What's been the best moment? Because there's been some... Oh, let's say, so when Vettel drove into Hamilton, that was jokes. Mate, if that happened, if, if Vettel, when Vettel like bumped into Lewis, right? If that happened today with F1 Twitter, oh my God, imagine, imagine the absolute nuke that would go off online. Ludicrous, absolutely ridiculous, mad. Um... Kimmy's gloves, yes. Kimmy asking for his gloves and steering wheel. That was at uh, Baku. It's a good shout, Carlos. I like that one. Um, Hamilton, break magic, of course. Got Mark Webber um, losing his, uh, uh, what can I say? His, um, his, <laughs> it all went up inside of him for that for that brief moment. Bless him, old Mark. Um, if you haven't watched Mark Webber and his reaction to Lewis locking up into turn one with the break magic in 2021, then you should listen to it back because it's really funny. <laughs> um, 2018 Verstappen Ricardo, yes, of course. Um, I still, you know what? That Verstappen Ricardo incident, 
not to like bring up uh, old wounds, right? But I'm still not sure where I sit on that one. Honestly, I'm not sure because I do think Max moves around a bit in the breaking zone, but I do also think that, you know, Daniel, that he was going for a space that you could argue wasn't really there. I, I don't think it's one of them. Like, honestly, I, I can't remember what happened. Did it get chalked as a racing incident? Because I've watched it back like so many times over the years. It always comes up when we go to Azerbaijan, obviously, because it's one of the most dramatic moments we've had from this Grand Prix. And I, I still... I think the fact that I don't know where I sit means that it must be a straight up racing incident for me. I think there's culpability on both sides. Do a poll, yeah, good shout, good shout. Let's let's do a poll. Let's do a poll for uh, let's let's bring up the old. Oh, Ericsson hit us. That was a good one. Which always gets. Roman never said that. Roman never said that Ericsson hit me. It was his race engineer assuming that Ericsson had hit Roman, which obviously hadn't happened. Um, okay, who was at fault for Max versus Daniel? 2018 Baku. Um, so was it was the fault more on Max? Was it more on Daniel, or would you chalk it as a racing incident? I, I guess what I'm asking, yeah, how would you, um, if you were in charge, if you were um, if you were giving out penalties, would you have given a penalty? Would you have racing incident? Indeed, racing incidented it. It's not even a word. Don't do this, lol. Look, I'm sorry, Bob, but you know it's it's. We could speculate on... This is the good thing about us, right? In, 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 in my little community, everyone who's here, right? We can speculate about things without it getting feral, you know? It's, this is not F1 Twitter, right? We, we can be... We can have differences of, of, of opinion and it's fine. That's fine. That's life. That's normal, you know? I like having differences of opinion to people because then it's more interesting to have a conversation. Hmm. But anyway. Um, <laughs> let's get feral. Oh, Tommy or Matt and or it depends who's yeah, if if it's Matt on the uh, P one admin then it's probably gonna get feral. But but if it's Tommy then probably not. So but you know I love you both. <laughs> Who is at fault for Max versus Daniel twenty eighteen Baku? Three hundred and eleven of you have voted. Forty four percent of you are saying Max, a ten percent are saying Daniel to eleven percent, and forty five percent of you are saying racing incident. So Oh uh, I know it is since you use that word. <laughs> oh fam my god um oh. <laughs> 45 percent racing incident 44 percent max okay so you're pretty split pretty split down the middle between max and racing incident I, i'm i definitely i think it was it was very like i just don't know if there was enough of a space i feel like maybe max covered it off just enough on the inside to not expect, reasonably expect Daniel to try and send it up the inside. But um, there you go. It was a long time ago, but, you know, these things these things stay in the old dome. You know what I'm saying? They stay in the old dome. Um, also, check out um, Matt and Tom's um, podcast with Esteban Ocon. Really good. Esty Bestie delivered the heat. What can I say? He seems like such a sound bloke. That's... Um, that's never not Tommy right in this. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the thing. When you've got two people in one account, you can just like, oh yeah, that no, that was Tommy. No, that was Matt. I, I'm taking no responsibility for that. Boom. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm racing instant. I, I you know I've looked at it so many times and I still don't have 
uh, I still don't have a clear view on it. So for me, it must be a racing incident. If I can't work my mind out, what, five years after, then I must be sitting on the fence, surely. Um, right, anyway, boom. That's that poll done. Lovely jubbly. Okay, so what happened last time? What happened in 2022? Does anyone remember what happened in 2022? Because it wasn't the break magic year. That was 2021. It was Max Wynn ahead of Checo, ahead of George Russell. And yeah, Ferrari engines, you know what? This was a stage of the season again where Ferrari were looking, you know, in in pole position. Matt, if you're still in chat, sorry, mate. And um, obviously their, you know, Leclerc's engine went pop. And he was looking, well, Charles probably going to win the race. I don't think it was necessarily like that cut and dry. Um, obviously, we'll never know. But Max and Checo took the points. And again, by this stage, Ferrari was still looking in, which it's mad how quickly things change in a year, right? You look at how much Ferrari dropped the bomb at the minute. Um, but George Russell sneaking on the podium. I can hear a Minton scratching at the door. Um, never mind. <laughs> And obviously for this season, there appears to be a team that is much more, you know, if Red Bull were close enough to Ferrari at the start of last season, you know, it was given, given go, you know what I mean? Whereas now obviously Red Bull seem well clear, but obviously with the sprint weekend format, who knows how that's going to change things up, right? Who knows how that's going to mess it up a bit. But it, I mean, it was, it was a good race last year. It wasn't one of Baku's best, but it was still a decent race. I mean, yes, the porpoising was... Oh, yeah, man. I completely forgot about the porpoising. Yeah, this time last year, remember when um, Lewis Lewis's spine was just ruined by his Mercedes? Um, a lot of drivers uncomfortable after that race. I think Ricardo was talking about it. Carlos was talking about it. Carlos Sainz. Um, I appreciate it, Leo. Welcome to the live stream. First time. Boom. Lovely jubbly. Um, yeah, it was... You know, purpose in the whatever they've done, whatever the FI have done, and the floor changes and all that have, have you know, purpose in hasn't been a conversation point apart from I remember Joe at, at uh, Australia. You watch Joe's on board, and he's still really struggling with purpose which is pretty mad. Um, when not when DRS is open, but I guess where when DRS isn't open, you've got more downforce pushing the car into the road, and therefore more likely to induce porpoising if you get too close and then it stalls out blah 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 you all know how porpoising works right um but yeah carol baskin stop it stop the troll um <laughs> why did you get the ad wait are you still getting ads in the middle of the live stream right so this happened last time last stream right yes when i streamed yesterday people were saying they were getting ads in the middle of the live stream but you shouldn't be, because I, I I noticed after the stream, there is like an extra option on YouTube on the back end to put ads in the middle of the live stream. Um, and I don't think everyone gets it, but I know in yesterday's live stream, a lot of people did. Um, you haven't yet. Okay. I, I don't think, I think maybe you were mentioning ad block. How dare you? How dare you ad block? How dare, that's point one of a pence that I'm going to miss out on. <laughs> Okay, cool. Right, okay, that's done. Boom, lovely jubbly. We've talked about last year. Now let's reflect on where we sit today. Driver standings-wise, Verstappen leads from Checo, 15 points ahead. And 
24 points ahead of Fernando Alonso. Now, look, the best we can hope if we want a multi-team championship battle is that Alonso just keeps bagging at least a P3 every race, which I don't think is going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but... Or, or Hamilton. Hamilton's only seven points off of Alonso, right? If Lewis or Fernando can keep bagging P3s, and occasionally Red Bull are going to have... They're going to have off days. They're going to have mistakes, problems, whatever. And just can consistently... Because what? The difference between uh, P3 and P1 in terms of points is 10. The difference between P2 and P3 in points is 3. So as long as they can consistently keep up there, then maybe by midpoint in the season with Aston Martin's massive ATR allowance that they're allowed till the end of June. Maybe they can bring a big upgrade that somehow challenges the Red Bull. I don't see it, but I think that's that's our only shot, right? That's our only shot at a multi... And look, we can have a great season with one team dominating, as long as the drivers can compete. Now, obviously, Checo has a pretty good track record at Baku. Um, he, he's, he's good at street circuits. He was, from what I remember last year, um, his pace relative to Max at Baku was pretty good. It was pretty good. Why is Minton crying? Hang on, sorry. Minton's crying. I can hear him crying outside. I think Hannah's gone out. So, what are you doing, Minton? Why are you scratching the door? What's, what's wrong with you? Come here. Come here. Being a pest during the live stream, everyone. He's, he's found a way. He's found a way to get on the live stream. <sighs> I think it's because Hannah's just popped out. So he's... Um, let me just go full screen briefly. You're going to get the intro again because, I mean, it's a great intro. So I'm more than happy to flex my intro on you lot. Um, there he is. See, like, sorry, audio only. I, again, I apologize. You can't see my sausage dog, but um, here he is. Dog merchant. Exact. I'm um, Sean, I'll take that, mate. I'll take that. I'll, I'll take being a dog merchant all day. All right. Uh, <laughs> good boy. Why are you being a pest? Why are you shaking? We're going to do the rest of the live show because I, I can like, you can set up their hands free, you know. His, little, his bum sticks over the back. Look, wee. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to... And we keep talking about... Me and Tom keep talking about making Frinton happen. It, it will happen. It, is, it will, all right? One day. One day, okay? Um, I'd love to see them two together. I think they'd be... Uh, they'd get along like a house on fire. Right, back to the overlays anyway. Stop trying to drink my drink, Minton. So, um... Yeah, I, I, that's our best hope. Now, again, Checo, you know, pretty good at Baku. I, I think, from what I remember, his pace was pretty close to Max's relative to how far he was off a lot of the time last year. Sava, mate, legend, gifted 20 memberships. My goodness, Sava, mate, you're far too kind. Um, appreciate it, man. Boom. Happy days. Look at that. Sava dropping the bomb. Lovely jubbly. 20 members. You don't get anything for your membership apart from like your name is a different colour and your messages stand out a bit more. Um, but I appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, Ws only. It's because it's it's of Minton, isn't it? Thank you, Minton, for um, encouraging Sava to give 20 members. Um, but yeah, so look... I, It'd be interesting to see if Perez can uh, can keep on pace with Max this weekend. Obviously, he had a bit of a stinker in Australia and wasn't able to make the progress through the field. I think he should have given the car, given that DRS, you know, OP DRS as well. 
you know, if you're at the front, you can't open your DRS, right? Because you're not within a second of anyone if you're at the front. But if you're making your way through the field, then having that DRS advantage should be exponentially more helpful. And Checo, I know there was, you know, incidents and that. I feel like he should have got higher, really, given the car underneath him. But maybe that's harsh. Maybe that's harsh. Um, but yeah, that's how we're sitting so far. Um, Constructors-wise, I mean, Ferrari, it's an L, isn't it? I mean, obviously, the pace isn't that bad. Um, the Ferrari pace is not that bad. That they are, I think, from the graphics of, I've seen and listening to way more educated people on the uh, actual engineering, the the actual performance side of Formula One, that Ferrari have just about been the second quickest car on average um, in terms of race pace over the course of this season. But we'll see. McLaren fifth is a great look. I mean, I guess they've consolidated, done what they did. Alpine being on on six and um, P six only on eight points though that's 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 pretty peak isn't it? I mean honestly what could have been man what could have been for Alpine um, self inflicted as well that makes it exponentially more difficult to uh, to handle. I imagine if Matt and Tom are still here, um, <laughs> did you ask him about it and then they just cut it from the podcast? Because I, I mean, I can't imagine he would have wanted to talk about. It. So what? So so what did you make of uh, Pierre pushing you into the wall? <laughs> Awkward. Uh, anyway, um, so that's where we stand. Three rounds in, three twenty-three. Look, I know it's looking good for Red Bull from a contractor's point of view. But honestly, like from a fan point of view, does, do do any of us care about constructors? I don't care about constructors. Maybe I'm just projecting. Um, constructors, uh, maybe towards the end of the season. But do I really care? No. Like if we get a good championship fight, but Red Bull run away with it with the constructors, I'm not asked to be honest. If we get a dead drivers championship fight but it's really close in the constructors oh whoop de doo <laughs> happy day. yeah towards the end towards the end I, I, I'll care like at the end of last year when Alfa Romeo and Aston Martin they were like level on points and I was trying to do the like, I was trying to do the mental maths it, um, for the watch on the final race and be like oh hang on so who scored more like I was pretty invested then but I mean at this stage yeah I, I don't really don't really care um, but anyway okay predictions time now so i put the poll out last night again just over 2000 of you voted um gave your predictions what are your predictions minton you just always go for hamilton because ham's his favorite thing i'm going to start with yours and we'll go with mine your predictions for the 2023 azerbaijan grand prix are as follows boom race winner 47% of the vote, so less than half of you went for Max, which is quite interesting. Um, 23% Checo, 14% Alonso, and 5% of you. Now, I don't know if, like, did Joe, some Joe Ultras get hold of the poll? Because Joe's all, all, also got Worldy Drive, um, which, look, I'm... You know, I've got a lot of love for Joe going you, so I, I'm happy with it, but it's just a bit random, isn't it? Um, everyone seemed to consolidate behind Joe. So Joe's got 5% for race winner and he's also got 20%. He's the winner of the worldy drive prediction. Joe Guanyu, big up. 14% Alonso for that. 10% Norris, 9% Gasly for worldy drive. Um, putting a tenner on Joe to win. Uh, look, maybe, maybe, um, maybe there's more to it than this, you know? Maybe there's, maybe there's something there that, you know, the people realise. You know, maybe, maybe a cheeky tenner on Joe Guanyu to win is, uh, is, 
not the worst idea. Good boy, look at him. Look at him. look at this sausage dog. Look at him. Glorious silky boy. Um Stinker, Nick DeVries, is I swear Nick's got it like every race in the predictions, which is a bit harsh, but also has I've got to say, like, in terms of the weakest driver so far this year, I would say Nick DeVries has been the driver I've been least impressed with. Um, especially given his uh his experience. Why are you, what, what are you trying to walk backwards for? It's like he wants to fall off. Um, so 26% Stinker for Nick DeVries, 11% Gasly, 11% Bottas, 7% Science. Logan maybe, I mean, Logan had a really good first race and, you know, he did out-qualify Alex in terms of the lap time. I know it was silly that he went over the line, but like he actually did go quicker in Saudi Arabia and that's, so impressive, like in the dry as well. Um, only second time in that car. So I've been more impressed with Logan than I have with, with Nick, I guess. That's what I mean. Um, worldy team, 38% Red Bull, unsurprising there. 17% Aston Martin, 14% Mercedes, 10% Alpine. And then Stinker team, Ferrari, take 26% of the vote. Again, no shock there, really. Um, Alpha Tauri take 23%. Alpha Romeo take 15% and 12%. McLaren. Cheers, Will. Glad you're enjoying the live, the actual live live. I like to think whether you're here live or whether you're here after the fact, it doesn't matter, you know. Oh, look, we're over a thousand concurrent viewers. Is that, I think that's the Minton effect, isn't it? Good boy. Um, okay, cool. So they're your predictions. I've gone a bit different, not totally different, but a bit different to you guys. So my predictions are as follows. Max Verstappen race win. Worldy drive, I've gone Nico Hulkenberg. Stinker Drive, I've gone Lance Stroll. Worldy Team, I've gone Haas. And Stinker Team, I've gone Aston Martin. And thank you, Miles, um, for joining as well, live for the first time. Um, you don't think Joe will win? What are you on? <laughs> I know, right? So let me explain. Well, I don't really need to explain Max win, do I? That that goes without saying. Um, Worldy Drive, I've gone Nico Hulkenberg. And Worldy Team, I've gone Haas. Now... Haas have the second most effective DRS at the moment behind Red Bull. Only just behind Red Bull as well. The Ferrari engine is is quick. I don't think it's a slow engine. And, you know, I, I think the Haas pace has been good. I'm expecting Haas to be... I wouldn't be surprised if we had um, two Haases in the points. Or at least one Haas in Q3. At least one Haas in Q3. And... Yeah, I'm, I'm and Nico Hulkenberg's, you know, had the measure of Kevin so far this year. So I'm giving him the worldy drive because I think he's going to be the driver more likely to, especially with Nico's quality pace. Like, he's a top quality pace merchant. Now, obviously, there's big upgrades coming for McLaren, for Alpine, for a lot of teams. I don't know what Haas are bringing. Haas aren't typically ones to bring loads of mid-season upgrades, but they are now finally at the cost cap thanks to MoneyGram. So maybe we'll be seeing more upgrades. I don't know. Um... I'll be, I'll be, which Q3? Good question, Carlos. Good question, Carlos. That's, oh, that's very, that's it, because, yeah. <laughs> we'll get onto it when we talk about the sprint, because that is my kind of one concern. Um, <laughs> when I talk about Q1, I can't just say Q1, Q2, Q3. It's like, which one? Is it the sprint one or is it the real one? Um, so I've gone Stinker Stroll and Stinker Aston Martin because the main reason is because their DRS is whack it's rubbish it's it's bottom barrel right they've got like the worst drs them and mercedes 
DRS effectiveness. I think theirs is worse than Mercedes. And um, yeah, I just feel like Stroll's not got a good track record, track record around here. He had an absolute shocker last year. Didn't he like, he crashed twice in qualifying, didn't he? Because um, he was just overdriving. And, and then the year before that, he had his tyre blowout before Max did as well. So he's not had the best luck either. I don't, I don't trust Lance around a track like this. I'll be honest. Um, that was it. Yeah, crashed twice, and he did get his P three in twenty seventeen. That's true, he did. Um, but also that came that that race was mad. So that came with a heavy dose of fortuity. Let's be honest. Um, but but yeah. So I, I just think from recent from recent history, he's been a bit stinky around here. So um, I'm going Lance. I'm going Lance, and uh, yeah, that, that that that's that's my theory. This is a big DRS track, you know what I mean? Like you you're getting all your overtakes done into turn one. So if you've got rubbish DRS and you're trying to make your way through the pack, then again, it doesn't really matter too much if a Red Bull qualifies down. Like they're just going to be able to pass you with DRS because their DRS is so sick. But Haas have got sick DRS as well, is what I'm saying. Minton was a gymnast in past last. Maybe he was. Are you sleepy? Is that why you're just being the pest? Right, if I put you down, are you going to stop scratching at the door now? Because you were scratching at the door already. That's why That's why I went and got him. Right, I'm going to put you down. Actually, I've got... Oh, yeah, we've got the Snuggie. Right, I've got the Snuggie here, mate. And actually, I've been... Um, I've actually, I think I've worked out... For, for anyone here who um, maybe used to watch my Twitch streams, um, where I used to do a bit of, uh, bit of sim racing. Minton, don't go to the door. Come back. Um... I think I've worked out a way to attach my wheel to this desk and use this monitor. You're 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 ahead above my laptop. My monitor's there to actually do some sim racing. Maybe we'll see. But it is a bit of a faff. I have to like move loads of stuff about. But I could potentially do it. But Minton's literally got his nose under the door. Minton, stop. Come on. You're disrupting the stream. All right. <laughs> He's just looking at me. Like, Don't tell me what to do, Dad. Um. Yeah, so that's that's my theory. That's my theory. We'll see what happens, okay? The chance of nothing unlikely happening in life is in itself unlikely, if that makes any sense. Boom. Ricardo's double overtake on Stroll and Massa. That was an unreal overtake, wasn't it? Damn. What's the Twitch channel, Tomo? It's called Tomo Live, or Tom, with two M's, Olive. Whatever you prefer. Um, okay, so yeah, their predictions, boom, lovely jubbly. Um, also, Fantasy League, I haven't changed my team around yet. I've got still got Joe in my team from last week. I've got Hulkenberg as well. I'm going to keep Hulkenberg in. I think I'm going to... I am tempted to take out Aston Martin and Alonso because I really don't think they're going to be on it this year. I'm not sure. Not this year, this race, sorry. Um, so... <sighs> There we go. Yeah, Tom Olive. Exactly, Luca. Exactly. I think I'm going to just eyeball in it. I think I might put Haas in instead of Aston Martin and then use some of that money. Because Aston Martin are really cheap, though. So it might just be easy enough to... Minton! This dog, man. I'm going to have to go and get him again. I mean, I'm sure you lot don't mind that. What are you doing? Right, I have to hold you like a baby. Let's hold you like a baby instead, okay? I'm holding him like a baby. Because he's being a baby. You being a baby? Because mummy's gone out. That's why, isn't it? Um, 
again. Sorry, again, audio only and viewers for all the disruptions in this stream brought on by my sausage dog. What can I say? Um, your baby carriages. You know what? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Hannah's aunt and uncle have got a sausage dog and they actually have a carrier for him because he will just stop walking like all the time. To be fair, with Minton, he never stops walking. He will just carry on walking. Um, even if he's tired, he'll just carry on walking. But, but Ollie doesn't, does he? Ollie likes to stop and then they put him in a stroller. It's jokes. Um... <laughs> Right, come here. You go back on my shoulder because it's less um, on my arms. Actually, I might just close the door. Cl close the door. Close them in here. Right. You're gonna stop disrupting the stream now, Minton. You're gonna stop disrupting the stream. I'm gonna put him in the snuggie. Maybe nice and cozy in there, and you can sleep. Okay. You don't need to sniff around the door. There we go. Right. Okay. Back again, right? Fantasy league, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look at this after um practice. I think after after FP one, yeah. Because I guess the fantasy league cut off now will be sooner, right? On these weekends, so it'll only be FP one after FP one. Then you can make changes, but you after Q um after the first qualifying on Friday, you won't be able to make changes. I imagine. So Tom, I react to Charles' new song. Is that AI or is that is that real? I don't know. Um. Okay, but anyway, we'll see. Right. All the teams. Let's talk about all the teams then, shall we? Let's reflect. Is there news? Is there much? Look, there's a lot of anticipation around McLaren, isn't there? Any McLaren fans in the chat? I'm sure there are. Um, it is Charles. Is it a real song? My God. I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> is it is sure it's not AI? I feel like it would be AI, but maybe it isn't. Um, yes, right, McLaren, boom, big upgrades, a lot of talk, not the only upgrade coming this year, I think there's three upgrades planned, um, the second one is meant to be the most, you know, B-spec, um, big changes, there's fairly significant, cha significant changes coming for Baku, the thing is, the difficulty for McLaren is that they're bringing this big upgrade and they've got one FP1 session to test it out, so... That's where my, it's it's not the best, as much as there was a big break before this race, and you might think in theory that's good, and yeah, sure, it gives them time to get all the parts and all that, but they've only got one, you know, if they've got, if this is changing fundamentally the characteristics of the car, potentially, um, how it handles, like, they're going to need, they're going to only have one FP1 session to get on top of these upgrades, um, compared to, you know, three sessions that you have on a typical weekend. Um, and yeah, again, if they shun, I know McLaren are a bit worried about spares as well, because obviously I, I guess so many of these parts, it's floor edge and side pods from what I've read that are the main focuses of, of these upgrades coming up, um, which is obviously very significant, but floor edge is more than underfloor and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, if they don't deliver, it's going to look bad. It's going to be difficult for them to actually, yeah have have the, have the mileage to make it work but we'll see we'll see Ho hopefully um hopefully mclaren take a step forward because you know mclaren and alpine are our best hopes of more teams doing an aston martin and jumping into the top and aston martin approved it can be done but also these upgrades are coming from you know these would have been signed off months and months ago when james key was still in charge this whole new management um, layout they've got at mclaren where they've got three 
heads instead of one kind of overarching technical lead. Um, we'll see in time. There's some really good videos on the race, actually, if you want to learn a bit more about that. Talking about how that management style is kind of similar in some ways to McLaren's old failed system, the system that prompted Adrian Newey to leave and go to um, Red Bull, almost Jaguar, but Red Bull in the end. So yeah, there's... I'm not I'm not full of confidence from McLaren, even though there's been a lot of buzz. I think expectations need to be tempered somewhat. You know what I mean? But we'll see. We'll see. Alpha Tauri. We'll talk a bit more about Alpha Tauri later because if you haven't seen the news, Franz Tost is going to be leaving at the end of this year, but we'll get more onto that later. Um as for the team, as for the car, I mean Yuki's driving really well at the minute. That AlphaTauri car feels like probably the worst. I mean, I think average race pace wise, the Williams has been slightly slower um, than the AlphaTauri, but Yuki's been doing a great job at, you know, maximizing the package. He's got two P11s and a P10. So, uh, you know, if you're in the worst car and you've got two P11s and a P10, then that's pretty good, you know. Thank you, Diego. Appreciate the two euros. Love your stuff, bro. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you very much. So, yeah, as much as, and look, obviously, fortuity, you know, I mean, Yuki could have been like P5. If Hulkenberg had held on to his, you know, potential podium, then Yuki would have got P5 in, in Australia. But obviously, there was a lot of um, non-performance related things that helped out, right, in that instance. So, we'll see. But yeah, considering, considering where that car was in like 2021, man, it is such a downfall, isn't it, from AlphaTauri? And Pierre, yeah, Pierre left at the right time, I guess, yeah. He, he, he would have been... That Alpine opportunity presented itself and he was right to take it. So we'll see. Yeah, he was very close to P10 in Jeddah, exactly. But um and yeah, Nick DeVries just needs to step it up now. He he's, you know, he said himself he doesn't want to be treated like a rookie. Well, okay, if you don't want to be treated like a rookie, then you need to do better because he's been, I think, the worst driver so far this season. Um but also yeah, he is a rookie. Like he's gonna take time. Yes, he's driven lots of different F1 cars. That's great experience, but he just needs to settle in, bed in some more, bed in more to this team. I think he'll close that gap to Yuki somewhat, but I still think Yuki will have the measure of him by the end of this year. And at the end of the day, Yuki's only got one point. Nick's got none. So he's only one point behind Yuki, even though Yuki's put in way more impressive performances, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. I feel like um I feel like Alonso might win the sprint. We won't be scared to go full send. Well, that's one of the good um things about this new sprint format, which we will get into once I've gone through all the teams. Don't you worry. Williams, um, I haven't heard much. I don't know, can anyone in chat, has there been any talk of Williams upgrades? Um, I haven't, um, man, my lips are dry, man. I haven't heard much about Williams upgrades. We know that car's good in a straight line and Baku is a very, you know, straight line circuit. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, you don't, you know, you typically take downforce off your car anyway around here. So, but then everyone else is going to be doing the same. Everyone else is going to be running low downforce. And so does that advantage that they end up having in certain instances, you know, go away? I'm not expecting too much from Williams this season, to be honest. I I think they've already kind of written off somewhat. Because um, at the end of the day, as long as you've got the financial backing to... Uh, deal with the fact that you're not going to get as much prize money, then if you finish last, at least you get some more ATR time. So 
you know, their new low downforce wing. I mean, isn't that just their current downforce wing? <laughs> it's always low. Um, it's nice to see them not in last, at least, exactly, Diavolo. Exactly. It's nice to see no team, really, has... There's not... I don't think there's a worse... Like, like, like it's all just a, a blob of teams, you know? There's not like, oh, you're just rubbish right at the back like the Haas was, like the Williams used to be. Like, it's nice, you know? You don't want to be stuck behind a Williams. It's a good point, Max. You don't, because that's gonna that's a difficult car to get around when it's so quick in a straight line. Um, the Albon train, exactly. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. That's what I say to that, mate. Um, Val said the cost cap is actually impending their development right now. I guess, yeah, with the cost cap, it doesn't allow them to throw loads of money at the team to catch up. So, yeah, that's the kind of... But it's, there's always going to be pros and cons to these things. I think overall the cost cap's the right thing to do, though. So we'll see. Choo-choo. <laughs> but hopefully it's a good track for Williams. Fingers crossed, because I do think it'll be a good track for Haas. Again, I've already put Hulkenberg as my worldy drive... I've already put Haas as my worldly team. They've got the best DRS, the most efficient DRS behind Red Bull. They're right up there in that instance. I think the Ferrari is a good engine. I think they've got two very experienced drivers. who And Kevin's got a really good record in the sprint races as well. And yeah, what do you mean they don't? They do. I've, I've literally read this from multiple sources that they do. They have the second best DRS um, efficiency. So yeah, I think they'll be good. I think they'll, I think it'll be really good this weekend. I think it'll be a good weekend for Haas. That is my opinion. I've already kind of explained why. So we're going to move on to Afro Mao, who, I mean, look, a lot of you think Joe's going to win the race and have a worldy drive, which would be sick. I just, I just, I just feel nothing about this team. It's just, it, it just screams mediocrity at the moment. Um, you know, I think. Joe's driving as good as Valtteri at the minute, but do I think that in itself? I don't think either driver's driving incredibly. Like, I just think they're just... They're just there. You know, they're just there. And they're not... You look at the step up that Aston Martin have made and a team like Alfa Romeo, you'd expect more, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But obviously, Alfa... Audi, I do wonder how much of an effect Audi are starting to have now. They, they already own a quarter of this team. Audi own 25% of this Formula 1 team right now so are they already starting to enforce their kind of maybe maybe not i don't know maybe they're going to wait until this team actually wakes up and gets half decent until they decide to put their badge on it you know what i mean but like if the alfa romeo was sick if that was like if alfa romeo had done what aston martin have done then i feel there's no reason why audi wouldn't put their badge on it next year because it's a car fighting towards the front if it's still just in the midfield, then what? How would you put their badge on it? I just don't think that looks. That's not the look that they want. That's not the look that they're going for. You know, the only good thing about Alfred is Joe's fits and Valtteri's and mullets. Yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say than that, is there? But the mullet, the drag from the mullet, is what's holding Valtteri back. Um, of course, to be fair, I mean, you saw, I don't know if anyone watched the City-Arsenal game last night, but you saw um, Haaland's hair, and that didn't stop him. And he's got like a, he's got like a mullet on steroids. It's just long hair. But that's kind of what a mullet on steroids would be. It would just be really long hair just at the back. Did you hear my tummy then? My, my stomach just made a big... Um, but anyway, Afromo, move on. 
Alpine, Alpine. Yeah, all gone wrong, but apparently Otmar's been saying they've been working overtime to get lots of spare parts. Boom, boom, boom. They've got upgrades coming for this race as well. Yeah, we'll see. I was, I, I, I have more faith in Alpine than McLaren right now. Um, I do. I think they're in a, they're in the strongest place to, you know, and not, not just because of the, well, McLaren ahead in points at the minute, but I still think Alpine have got the more competitive package for sure. And yeah, look, I mean, I think Esteban and and, Gaz, and Pierre are, are two solid drivers. You know, Gazzy's got a pretty good track record around here as well. We got his podium, didn't he? And um, We'll see. I I think that Alpine car, you know, they've got they've got a good engine as well. I think they've got a good engine. I think you know, with DRS off, they're one of the strongest as well in a straight line. So I think I think they've got a good power unit. Um, obviously we can't compare because no one else uses it, right? It's just them. But it'd be nice to see another team using a Alpine power unit. Which obviously, if Andretti do get their way and get in, then that would be the idea, wouldn't it? At the start anyway. Um, but just badge it as Cadillac, I guess. No. I'm going to miss oh yeah this is going to be the first race without the Alpink as well isn't it that's true that's true they're going to be, have the just like in the picture they're going to have the blue back this weekend as well so yeah I, I, I think I, I Alpine I've had so much hope for for so long and it's just never quite got there they've always just been that little bit off but hopefully the upgrades they're bringing this weekend can can make a difference because that would be that would be glorious. What are these tags next to the names? They are channel members, Papa. Um, if you want to be a channel member, £2 a month, boom, down below. Um, okay, here we go. Top four now. Ferrari, Grazzi, Ragazzi. Um, oh, what can we say? So, Laura Meckes is moving. Has he already left Ferrari, actually? Has Meckes already left? Because we know he's going to take the team principal right out for Terry next season. That's now confirmed, which we'll go into more detail about. I can't remember if Mekis has left yet or whether he's leaving at the end of the year. Because I know he's starting the team principal job at the start of next season, but I wasn't sure if he was going to go to AlphaTauri this year and just, you know, walk around and acclimatise himself. No, he seems to be still there. Okay, cool. I saw a Ferrari... Oh, okay. I saw a photo of him today in a Ferrari jacket. Thank you, Hamza. Um, so yeah, change at Ferrari in, the, in that instance. As for the car, I mean, again, I think the Ferraris, you know, it has on average been the second quickest car this season. Um, it's just not close enough. It's, it's, you know, way closer between Ferrari, Aston and Mercedes and then just Red Bull just, you know, half a percent up the road, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot when you, you know, multiply that over a 60, 70 lap race, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I... It's hard to have any faith in Ferrari, isn't it? And obviously Leclerc, there's, there's been rumours circulating, which I've you know talked about on last lap as well. Leclerc, rumours that he's having conversations with Mercedes. Leclerc's contract runs out at the end of 2024, doesn't it? So he's got all of this season and then all of next season. I can't imagine him being bought out of his contract because I reckon that contract is worth an absolute eye-watering amount of money. Um, I don't know what it is, but I can't imagine there's a cheap buyout clause in that at all. It's given Ferrari, I think, have pinned their hopes on Leclerc long term as their as their present and future. But yeah, you got to say like, if there's an opportunity for him to go to Mercedes for say 2025, 
if I'm Charles Leclerc and I've got to choose between Mercedes and Ferrari based off what I've seen in this current, you know, as much as Mercedes have dropped the bomb somewhat, it's Mercedes, you feel like, with James Allison back in charge now as well of the technical side of the car. I think I'd, 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 I'd plump with Mercedes. I mean, I'd rather live in Maranello for sure. So maybe I'd go to Ferrari. But from a, from a pure, like, you know, I'd pick Mercedes over Ferrari in terms of where I'd hedge my bets, you know, for which team's going to actually catch up and be able to fight toe-to-toe with Red Bull. I think that team's Mercedes more than it is Ferrari. But we'll see. We will see. Um, and as for Mercedes, yeah, I mean, James Allison comes in. He does the swap with Mike Elliott. And so James Allison is focusing more on the technical um, side of the car. And Mike is focusing more on the big picture stuff, um, which is the role that Allison went into because he wanted less of a stressful kind of high intensity job. Um, even though he's technically taken a, if you if you look at the Mercedes hierarchy, it's like Mike Elliott's gone up in that hierarchy technically, but it's put James Allison back in the place where he's been most effective at that team, developing that car. He's the man responsible for that W11, like the 2020 Mercedes, probably the quickest F1 car of all time and might always be the quickest F1 car of all time, we'll see. And I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, so... James Allison used to be at Ferrari, and then I think it was 2016, his wife passed away really suddenly. Um, so he moved to Mercedes because he wanted to, be, wanted to be closer to home, and he's been doing that job at Mercedes since 2017, I believe. Um, but obviously, given all of that trauma, I think, and, and the burnout from that job, he wanted to take a step back. So he went into that more big picture role. Um, was working on like the boat project with Ineos and various other things and, and kind of involved somewhat in the car, but not really directly. So he kind of stuck, um, stepped away from that. But from now, like there's an, um, there's a podcast of with him on F1 Nation. I haven't actually listened to it, but I've heard some, you know, some good quotes being pulled from it, being like, you know, I think that time away from the pressure cooker of technical lead on a car um to this more big picture role, which was only three days a week as well. That kind of, that's allowed him to, you know, regain his um, desire and, and, and I guess kind of energy for that role. Cause it's such a, such an intense role to have. So um, yeah, getting him back, I think is a, is a positive for the team for sure. So, and it, and it feels like it's the right decision by him as well, which is great. Um, and then as Aston Martin, yeah, I mean, look, again, I, I, I'm not expecting... Just the DRS isn't very good at the minute. If they can improve that, then that gives them a much more you know, competitive advantage. But, you know, as long as they can be consistent, that's the thing. As long as they can be consistent, that's, that's what they need to be doing. I'm not full of confidence for Aston Martin at Baku, though. Unfortunately, I'd love to say I, I, I am. I'd love to say this is Fernando Alonso's time to win because, of course, I'm, I'm confident it will happen this year. <sighs> but yeah, I don't know. Imagine if Taylor Swift rocks up to the paddock in all green. Imagine. Imagine. Thank you, Levs, as well, for joining Friends of Tom. I appreciate it. 
Aston's first big upgrade comes this weekend. And that's the thing, look, a lot of teams are going to be bringing upgrades. And, and we know from how Aston Martin, you know, took their car from, you know, slightly slower than the Alpine and McLaren at the end of last season to the second quickest car at Bahrain and at testing. You know, one big upgrade can really change your fortunes, you know. So, isn't Taylor on tour? Yeah, but maybe she's touring in Baku. I don't know, maybe. I can't say I'm one to, uh, I don't overly follow her career, but um, maybe she is, we'll see. Yeah, Aston Martin, I'm not, not expecting much, but I might keep them in my fantasy team because they're quite a cheap team anyway. So, But I, also, I, I don't know the, the, the nature of the Aston Martin upgrades. I, I think it's like now, like right now, we start to get the details and, and pictures of the cars. So keep an eye on Twitter today um, and tomorrow, obviously, to see what cars, what, what changes we're seeing to these cars. Because, you know, some changes might be good for downfalls, but obviously around a track like Baku, it's not going to be helpful. If it's a change to DRS, for example, then that could be really helpful. So we'll see. Incidentally, she performed at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium on the weekend. Boom, there you go. Confirmed. Um, my T-shirt is from Edwin. So you know. Um, and then Red Bull, finally, last but by no means least. What more to say? Not much more to say. They're going to be quick. They're going to be... Maybe, I don't know, like, maybe there's upgrades coming for Red Bull as well. Who knows? Um, welcome, F.Biz. First live stream. Boom, happy days. Thank you for coming. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, look, I, I think the, the anticipation is more around can Checo actually fight Max around a track that Checo wasn't that far off Max's pace this time last year at Baku specifically um, that's the that's the best hope we've got I think for something exciting at the t sharp end Perez <clears throat> getting ahead of Max at some point and then seeing if we get a bit of all team orders because you know it's, it's one win to Checo one win to Max they've kind of shared the honours pretty much um, this year in terms of you know, if Checo wins this one and Max finishes second, they'll be pretty much level on points. So, um, has Checo ever beat Max on merit? Uh, he hasn't, definitely not. Like, you look at Checo's wins at Red Bull, and he Max has always had some kind of issue. Um, however, I think there's been a few races. I think Saudi Arabia last year, I think Azerbaijan last year. I think Saudi Arabia last year, Checo was actually quicker than Max, legit. He was actually quicker. And then he just got stiffed by that safety car from Latifi. Big up. And Monaco, I mean, Monaco, he like Max was quicker than Checo. Come on. Like, it, it was because Checo maybe crashed on purpose. Allegedly. I think he did. And... Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I mean, it's... But can I be too critical of Checo for that? I mean, Max Verstappen's Max Verstappen. He's that good. So... Hmm. You have to say Monaco was on merit. Do I? Do I? Max was going a lot quicker in qualifying if Checo hadn't shunted. So would have qualified ahead of him. And at Monaco, you can't pass. So... But there you go. I don't know. I don't get it, but I don't I don't get his steering inputs, I guess. I don't get his steering inputs, but there you go. Um right, so yeah, I mean Red Bull, we'll see. We'll see. What will happen will happen. What will be will be. 
Right, let's talk about these extra bits then. Let's talk about these extra bits. Starting with Franz Tost leaving for AlphaTauri. I'm not going to talk about this too much, but I am going to play a short from yesterday's live stream. So that if you didn't watch yesterday's live stream, which you should watch that anyway, but if you just want a little TLDR in about 90 seconds, then at the end of this season, Franz Tost will be departing AlphaTauri. This will be his final season in charge. Laura Mekis will be moving from Ferrari. He's currently sporting director at Ferrari. Also, there's other movement as well. There's Peter Bayer, who's moving from the FIA to become CEO at AlphaTauri. Very interesting. There's a lot of ways to look at this one. 18 years he's been in charge. He's, what, 67? You look at AlphaTauri's performances. They've been on the downturn. There's all this talk about the team being sold. This could be just a man at the end of his time in Formula 1. Live your life, enjoy your retirement, calm. It's a high-pressure environment. But maybe there's more to it than that. Apparently, they had an offer for 800 million that was rejected. Maybe this is because I have long believed that it's only a matter of time before this team gets sold. It feels to me like they are prepping this team getting this team into a place where it doesn't feel like a rebel b team anymore franz tos is the man given the responsibility to develop these young drivers from seb to carlos daniel to max if a hyundai wanted to buy an f1 team okay we've got mickey's in we've got byron from the fia we've got all these new personnel we're building this established formula one team it's plug and play it's ready to go when you sell a house right oh you give it a fresh lick of paint you might change up the things that you've been meaning to do for a long time oh, we're gonna sell the place so we need to make it look good tossed is a sign of the past a sign of that team and he's done an incredible job but if rebel want to sell that team then bringing in someone like mickey's and making that team look like not a b team anymore like its own standalone team alpha tari always had an enforced ceiling because it was rebel second rebel were never gonna let alpha tari or torosso be quicker than the a team were they it was never gonna happen boom there we go done <laughs> live stream my own videos i know right what a fraud fake live streamer um so yeah that's my that's my that's my um that's my feeling that i get that there's more to this than just franz toss retiring but legend end of an era been in f1 since like 2001 i think he was at williams bmw wasn't he um and then he got signed to toro so and now it's like 18 years at that team so vibe um but big up friends toss. We'll see what they do next year. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. But maybe I'm wrong. That's probably more likely, but we'll see. Um, right, okay. New sprint. New sprint. Let's talk about new sprint, shall we? To end this stream. The new format. So Friday, tomorrow, FP1, in the morning, as per. Boom. Lovely jubbly. Then Friday afternoon, no FP2. We have original standard regular qualifying q1 q2 q3 q3 that sets the grid for the race on sunday lovely boom then saturday is its own day it's its own event it's its own separate entity outside of friday and outside of sunday it's its own thing think of it on its own qualifying shootout which is q1 q2 q3 qualifying again but the timings are much more restricted so q1 typically is 18 minutes og qualifying q1 will be 18 minutes qualifying shootout q1 will be 12 minutes 
OG qualifying Q2 is 15 minutes usually. Qualifying shootout Q2 will be 10 minutes. And then OG qualifying Q3 is 12 minutes usually, but in the qualifying shootout it will be eight. So it's exactly the same as normal qualifying, but the sessions are a third um, shorter. There's a third less time. Now, we will see, we will see whether that restriction of time means that, because I'm not convinced that everyone's going to bother doing two quick laps now. Because in, in normal qualifying, you've got plenty of time to do two laps. Even if you hit traffic, you've got time to, to go again. You've got plenty of time to get two laps in. With the shootout, given that everyone's going to be out on track, it's going to feel the same in that instance, but there's going to be, like, to get two laps in might be too much. So I think the idea is that the, those times are shortened so that everyone is only setting one quick lap. Which, to, to me... To me, I just, I'm not convinced it feels different enough. I think it needs to be, if you're going to have a separate qualifying for sprint, it, it needs to feel different. We, I won't know until we watch it tomorrow. I'm sorry, Saturday. But from what I can see, it's not going to feel different. The coverage is still going to be identical because you can't follow every single car. Like you're still the coverage is going to be exactly the same. Whether they set two quick laps in qualifying, because some because sometimes people bottle their first lap in, in qualifying and then they can only set one timed lap in normal qualifying. But it's only when cars go out on track at weird times or whatever that you ever get to see like a full lap. So I just I don't really I don't think it's going to be different enough. I think it needs to feel different. And this is why I still think that one shot would have been better. And I, I hope that if it doesn't feel different enough, because, because I'm, I'm not against, I'm not against the sprint fundamentally. I, I know, I know plenty of you are, and we're all entitled to our, our takes on it. I'm not fundamentally against competitive running Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because I think fans who go, they get more value for money because they're seeing more competitive running. I think it it's more it's there's more competitive stuff to watch. I, I'm I'm happy with that as a as a general thing. It's just how that is applied, and I think that the way they've done it, having the Saturday as a separate event, it doesn't. You don't need to worry about oh I might crash in the sprint so I'll have a rubbish position for the race. The the sprint race is not setting the grid anymore. I think that's I think this is a positive change. Now, do I think it's the perfect solution? No. But do I think that sprints are here to stay and they're not going anywhere? Yes. So I think there is no point. But, but also, I'm not fund fundamentally against them. I, I, I've grown to accept them for what they are. And I think there are things that we can do to make them better. But I can't honestly sit here and be like, oh, I don't like sprints because I don't dislike sprints. I think, I think, I think they're all right. I think they can... That they can be good. I think they can be better than they are. Um, but yeah, so the qualifying shootout, yeah, I, I think the idea is that it, everyone gets one quick lap in. Um, but again, I'm not convinced it's different enough. 
just in the way it's broadcast, just in the way it feels. Maybe they'll change. I'm sure they'll change up the graphics. You know, they've got the F1 Sprint graphics that are slightly different. And because the way it comes across on the TV, that's how 99.5% of people who are watching are consuming it through the TV. So those graphics are really important. Um, main quality on Friday is criminal. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it does feel a bit weird having qualifying for the race on a Friday and then a whole day break till you get the race. It's not a break, obviously, but a whole day in between that qualifying session and the race for, which is being informed by that first qualifying session. I, I get that that's weird. Um, but the thing is, like, if you want competitive running every day, I don't know really how else you would do it. Because I just think, like, FP1, FP, FP1 Friday morning, fine. One practice session, I've got no problem with that. Why do I want, why do I want the engineers to have bare information? Like, that just makes it more boring in the race. No, you want the teams to have less time so that then they've got to be smarter. It's more of a challenge for the engineers. I'm fine with that. I'm fine for, you know, one hour of practice. Boom, that's all you're getting. Calm, fine. I'm, I'm easy with that. I ain't got a problem with that at all. Um, Maya David says, Q1, Q2 for GP after sprint, one lap shootout, Q3. Yeah, the, the one lap shootout just in Q3, I think is an interesting one. I'd like to see that trialed. I think having Q3 as a one lap, forget sprint, just looking at normal qualifying, I think having Q3 as a one lap shootout, I think would be an improvement. I think it would be an improvement. I do. Um, maybe keep Q1, Q2 the same, but then a Q3 is a shootout. Because Q3 is also the session where you get most of the shunts ruining everyone else's lap as well. So that's a nice way of getting around that, um, just making it a one shot. Regardless, regardless, I, I think, I'm just trying to think, if you had the, say you had one shot on Friday evening, I guess it would, you could have, you could do FP1 Friday, let me know what you think of this idea, you might be awful, you could have FP1 Friday, you could have one shot qualifying on Friday evening, afternoon, whatever, to set the grid for the sprint. Saturday morning, you have the sprint race. And then Saturday afternoon, you have qualifying for the race. Uh, but then if you crash in the sprint, then you might not be able to qualify for the race. Whereas if you crash in the sprint in this system, You've got all night and all morning to fix your car. So I don't, I, is that better though? Don't crash then. <laughs> I mean, it's true, Zelda. It's true. Don't just don't crash. Easy, simple. Just don't crash. What are you moaning about? I prefer that because sprint is where we see crash. Yeah. Because I, I just think that this system does, like, it means that, you know, drivers can be ballsy and go for moves in the sprint and not worry too much about it affecting them for the race. Obviously, yeah, if you completely write off your chassis in the sprint, you're probably not going to make the race on Sunday. 
But, but yeah, I don't, yeah, FP1, and then sprint qualifying Friday evening, and then sprint race Saturday, then it would feel a bit weird, would it feel a bit weird having like a, a sprint race, and then qualifying after the sprint race, that's one thing I think would be a bit odd, um, crashes is exciting to be honest, I mean, there's a reason they're always in the uh, replays and we're always talking about Ricardo Verstappen at Baku in it so maybe race quality Saturday morning and sprint in the evening I don't know yeah because you could have but it would still be weird having like normal qualifying on a Saturday morning and then the sprint race after that but the grid's been set not by that qualifying session but a qualifying session there's there's not a it's one of them, isn't it? There's all there's not one solution that ticks all the boxes. Um, but I just uh, put the sprint event on Friday. I think you just you're asking a bit too much of the Friday though, Chris. Because I mean, so many people would miss that race if you put the sprint on the Friday. I think I think the sprint the races need to be at the weekend for sure. Um, I don't know why we need a separate qualifying, to be honest. But I, I guess, they, you know, we don't like it when the sprint sets the grid. But then if we're not going to use the sprint to set the grid, we need a qualifying session to set the grid for the sprint. And then, I mean, I'm glad none of us are mentioning reverse grids. That's all I'll say. Because nobody wants that. I mean, maybe some people do, but not not this guy. We couldn't do, do an F2-4. Yeah, you've got the F2s to, to, to account for as well. I'm trying to think if I prefer this or if I prefer... Actually, I'm going to poll. So what, what do you prefer? Do you prefer? So do you prefer the system that we're going with, which is Friday FP1, OG qualifying, Saturday, quality shootout, Q1, Q2, Q3, sprint race, um, and then Sunday race. So do you prefer the, the the real thing, or do you prefer my suggestion, which is FP1 Friday, then one shot qualifying Friday afternoon slash evening, then Saturday sprint race in the morning, like morning first thing, and then normal qualifying after the sprint race on Saturday to then set the grid for Sunday. So if that, if that all made sense in the poll, which one do you prefer out, out of those those two options? Because I feel like that's the only... I'm just trying to wrap my head around the idea of having a qualifying session after the sprint race and, and whether that would stop teams from pushing because then maybe they can't get their, red, their car ready in time for qualifying. Unless you have qualifying Sunday morning. Nah, that just... Oh, no, nah, I don't like that. I don't like that. The real fit, you're 50-50 pretty much. For crying out loud. Um, but this is what I mean. Look, there's, no, there's no solution that ticks all the boxes. It's all, There's always going to be a great compromise. So I guess we'll see. I guess we will see. Right, okay. We've been going for an hour, 12 minutes. Chat, have you got any more questions? Any things to talk about while we let that poll... Um, crack on anything that I've missed any um, thoughts on F1 Academy not broadcasting the racing in any capacity this season yeah so I've not looked at the details in that but I have seen it mentioned that yeah there's there's not 
much in a way of broadcasting going on with F1 Academy, which doesn't make any because surely that's the whole point. You broadcast, you know, these young women driving. The broadcast is what encourages people, young girls, to watch and be inspired. Surely that's the whole point. So if you're not going to broadcast it, like, like fundamentally, of course, yeah, it's great to support, you know, these young girls' careers. But, like, surely the fundamental point of having a, a, a single gender championship is to, you know, make it so that we don't need a single gender championship in the future. This is what W Series always said, you know. The founder of W Series herself said, you know, I don't want this championship to have to exist, but... At the moment, there's nowhere near like the numbers of, of girls getting into racing as boys. So if we can showcase women racing, girls racing, then that will that can encourage people, that can encourage youngsters watching to get in and get involved early doors. And then all of a sudden we've got a more, you know, it's an attitude thing, isn't it? And and if, if we don't see the racing, then how is that meant to have a positive effect? Um, would it be profitable to broadcast? I mean, F1 is raking it in. They can afford. Surely, if you're going to do the series, you support it, do it properly. Because um, if you don't, then it, then it, that's when it starts to feel like, oh, it's a tick, bo tick box exercise that they just, they just want to be seen to be. Oh, we're supportive, so we're going to do this series, but we're not going to broadcast it. Okay, that's a bit weird. Um, like, do they actually want to make change, or again, is it is it like you've always got a, you know, in life, I I I do my best to not be skeptical, but you know, when it comes to a big business, big organization, you've always got to wonder, you know, how much of you know F one pushing environmental stuff and F one pushing, you know, F one academy and you know how much of that is just you know greenwashing and how much of that is you know just to appear a certain way and not actually care because i mean there's been some you can read if you want there's been some less than um less than palatable um reports about certain behavior of mohammed um, ben Sadiem when he was in charge and what can i say i mean there's still a lot of misogyny in the paddock um i've spoken to plenty of women who've told me that and yeah, there's still a long way to go. What can I say? There's still a long way to. Who? Where's Winston? Winston? Who's Winston? <laughs> Owen. Who's Winston? Um, there you go. Uh, right. Anything else? Um, do, 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 talk about McLaren more. Do I? Is there is there much more to say on McLaren? Um, I I just I don't I, I don't know. I just, I, I, you know, I like, I like McLaren. You know, I, I don't pull for any team, but there are certain teams I like more than others in McLaren. And one of the teams that I like, I like McLaren. I like Alpine. I like Williams. I like Haas. Um, I like Aston Martin, I suppose. I like Ferrari. You know, they're probably the teams that I'd say I, I like more than the rest. The others I don't really have an opinion towards, like, but whatever. Minton Churchill, there you go. Um, right okay I think we're done I think we're done I think we're done everyone thank you all for joining thank you all for watching live um, Ivan Bino Mark Pankin Zelda Peter 
Motenal, Leo, Henry, Michael, Siddy, Jake, Charmander, NM, Tom, Liam, Gamers, Alex, Daniel, Bino, Rainman, Halita, Corbin, Selda, Will I Am, great name, Carlos, Poppy, Wackim, Philip, Marcus, Jimbo, Formida, Marius, Sekiro, your friend Kevin, Victoria Armstrong, SDR Raygun, Professor Angus, Salmon, Christopher, Henry, Brew, Bruh, Els, Pablo, Pancon, Ivar, Ren. Appreciate you all taking the time. Subscribe, like, stuff. Five stars if you're listening. Do all that stuff. Enjoy the sprint weekend. Hopefully it's a banger. Hopefully it delivers everything that we are hoping it will. Because... Whether you agree with the changes or not, as long as it makes the racing better and the product better for everyone from a sporting and from an entertainment point of view, because the two can live side by side, then happy days. But we'll see. Thank you, everyone. Ciao, adios. I'm done. Goodbye.